This is the JWN Podcast. Presley Randall is a curious artist. About a year after she first picked up a guitar, she formed her band Baby Yaga and started writing, recording, and performing music almost immediately. Dreaming about you all night, I wish that I could give you a call. Her natural ability to put her mind to something and then generate results is uncanny. The Posting Courier just named Baby Yaga's first EP, which is entitled Fuck, as one of the year's best records from South Carolina. That's not an easy feat to pull off, considering the name of the record alone couldn't be printed in the Southern newspaper's feature. Recently, she's also taken to the visual arts to explore her spirituality and how that connects to her understanding of sexuality. We talk about a lot of cool stuff. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Presley Randall. Oh, yeah. You hate telling musicians what to do. What does that mean? <laughs> well, I don't want to tell someone, like, all right, here's how you use these mics. Maybe cause... you mean musicians don't like being told what to do. Well... <laughs> I don't mind at all. No, though. it's just like imagine coming in and someone coming, you know, you walk into like a hairdresser and say, this is how you use a blow dryer. And they look <laughs> yeah. at you like, fuck off. Oh, like, that is funny because I don't know jack shit about equipment at all. Like, uh, I'm just. Well, I've done some research. Yeah. I started looking into you. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't have a whole lot of time, but, but I was already a fan of the music and whatnot. <laughs> so, because uh, that. Congratulations, by the way. Oh, well, let's just start. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. We'll just jump right into it. Uh, congratulations on on getting named one of the top ten records of 2020 Thank in you. South Carolina, which is highly deserved. But then, as I started, like I was, I was just about to say, I started researching late last night because when I was going back and forth <laughs> with you, um, I was at a, a performance of Bill Wilson. Okay. Um, who recorded he's a 78 year old yeah i'm familiar okay yeah, good yeah. good good i was at that thing at lo-fi brewing last night taking pictures and uh so i was kind of so i was very not responsive because i was in the middle of like doing that i'm like oh cool then i got home i was like ah i gotta get some i gotta i gotta get some information on you i was hoping you'd be more prepared than i was <laughs> i'm very prepared for okay. it right now um so well as prepared as i could be uh but what I did kind of gather is that you kind of started, you, you went headfirst into playing in a band without a whole lot of musical experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about right. Explain. Um, yeah, I, I, so just two years ago, I, I mean, I never picked up a guitar in my life mm-hmm. or written a single song, um, but I was on the drum line in high school. So, I mean, I have a good like understanding of, music or like at least, you know, beats and rhythm and whatnot. Um, and I have been singing my whole life. Right. And then I don't know, I, I actually was watching the Mitski music video. Um, it's called your best American girl. Yeah. Great song. And I was watching her in the music video and I I love her music. And I was like, she doesn't look like she's doing anything on that guitar. I was like, is she just like acting (laughs) playing right now? So I literally, I looked it up and they were like, Oh no, Mitski plays in drop D. And I was like, oh, what is that? And um, uh-huh. I, that was like, it opened the portal t- for me to be able to like pick up a guitar and play these songs that I had stuck in my head for like a long time. 
Um, cause it's like very simple, that like, you know, <clears throat> so much cause the, the songs that you've released do, they sound almost like a distorted bass yes. like a, or a baritone guitar. <laughs> exactly. Like there's that sound and, and yeah. Okay. So you're playing open, uh, drop D. So you're just hitting bar chords yeah. basically with one mm -hmm. finger. I mean, not all of my songs, but most of them, but yeah. that sound like works so it's well. A, it's, it's the vibe that I'm going for. And everyone's like, yeah. you should just be the bassist. And I'm like, no, I want it all. I want a lead guitarist and a bassist and have, this. Have you, you know? ever played? baritone guitar uh no, no I you, haven't. all right so one day you'll have to like <laughs> find seek one out see see if anyone has one okay um and check one out because it's like it sounds like the cross between a bass and a guitar that like it's got ideal. six strings but it's really like they're thick strings but not quite as thick as a bass yeah that and sounds yeah. ideal yeah like uh, the 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 classic in my mind of classic rock i don't know how familiar you are with any kind of old old music but like the song uh back in the saddle by aerosmith okay that opening riff is baritone guitar and it's just that that thick it's not quite one thing not it's just so sandwiched in the middle there yeah and it, there's a bunch of other music that uses it but that's like one that sticks out because it's it just it's so distinct Nice. Because I remember being a kid when I was learning how to play guitar. I'm like, how the hell is he getting to sound like exactly. that? And then I realized, oh, it's not a regular guitar. <laughs> right. But your your <clears throat> your EP uh just totally took me by surprise. Really? Well, I had no uh, uh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna get uh give you a little backstory about me so you don't please do because I, uh, I want to hear all about you no no it's not about me <laughs> but i realized you don't know me and i don't know you so we got to kind of get to know each other here i used to play in the 90s in a band in a punk band and uh and what was it called oh god just say it to tell me <laughs> Every time someone asks you, I have to do a deep breath because uh -huh. I know I have to explain myself because it's a bad name. Like your album isn't named Fuck, I'm assuming. So no, it's no, okay. no, that would be easy to explain. <laughs> That's right to the point. No, ours, it, the band name was Latex Generation. Ooh, nice. Yeah. And, and it was a play on kind of words, which I hate play. I hate word play, <laughs> but it was like late X generation. Oh, because we were kind of gotcha. at the tail end of Generation X. And also there was like a, uh, there was a kind of reference to the, being told like we, I grew up in a Catholic fam or not my whole family, but I went to Catholic school, that whole thing. And it was the uh, like, don't have sex, but if you do wear a condom, mm -hmm. like, yeah. okay, nice <laughs> message you're giving me there. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I'm really confused now as a 13 year old boy who's, who's like bleeding hormones, you know? Right. Um, thanks. So now I'm, I'm totally clear. Don't have sex, but if you do, okay. Anyway, but that's, yeah. And, and, and it was weird because there were, you know, when we would tour and stuff like that, especially our first time out to a place, people didn't know what to expect. They thought we were some sort of like dominatrix type band or something like that. You know, like it, it kind of sounds like that. Yeah. And we were so not. Mm -hmm. We were so very similar to actually to, to what Baby Yaga is, which is kind of pop punkish, kind of, mm -hmm. you know, just loud and, and fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. So, that's where I come from with, with in my musical history. So when I heard your EP, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> just get it out of the way. There's so much I want to talk to you about. I'm so inspired by what you've been doing oh, on you. all of the fronts, on the creative fronts. Um, but when I heard it, like just sonically, I was like, 
oh, this is nothing like what Not I'm like hearing coming out of, of Charleston. Mm-hmm. I've been talking to a lot of, of Charleston area uh, creative people, musicians. Mm-hmm. There's a certain energy and vibe here. Mm-hmm. And and um, and it goes across a lot of the music. And I hear it in places, even in metal. I hear like there's a certain thing, even in hip hop, all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's not quite the same with Baby Yaga. Baby Yaga feels a little bit, there. there's like one part kind of throwback 90s mm-hmm. Uh, style but then there's this current wave of of uh similar type of music of this new wave of pop punk where i would put like say jeff rosenstock martha diet sig bully um my favorite band of the last few years is the beths yes they're so good they're so good Mm-hmm. I'm so jealous that they get to tour right now because they uh, live in a sane place. I know. They live in New Zealand. I can't and, talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> and and they're having the time of their lives playing live shows just totally like it was like nothing went on because mm-hmm. they did the right thing. It's I know. so sad to see that, you know, smart people well, prevail. They had better leadership than us, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're not going to go down that. <laughs> we don't have to. But oh, yeah, my so, God. So, so we are. Did you grow up down here? I grew up in Columbia. Okay. Yeah. I was born in Colorado, grew up in Columbia. And then I, I mean, I've lived in Charleston for like 10 years though. Right. I've just just been like hiding under a rock though. And like, and I just got into the scene. So. It's weird. Cause like you said, you you started a couple of years ago, you never even picked up a guitar Mm -hmm. and then you found a way to make a sound. Was that something you heard in your head beforehand or was it like you picked up the guitar and it just kind of found you? I guess maybe just the style that I was playing that is just very conducive to that type of music. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely my inspirations. I mean, like Weezer is probably my biggest inspiration, like the Blue Album, mm-hmm. uh, Rivers Como, and like Pixies. Um, oh, I mean, just like Pavement, like all the 90s, just like gods. These are all you the know, so. things I grew up with. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's my biggest inspiration. And then like, honestly, I didn't even hear of the bands like Diet Sig or Bully um, all these really amazing like pop punk uh-huh. female <clears throat> artists until after I started playing music because that kind of opened me up to that whole world. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> it's, a, it's pretty interesting. Um, Fender guitars in the last few years have completely changed their marketing because they did a bunch of research and found that more than fifty percent of the people buying guitars now are women. Oh, that's amazing! So now that's why you see like Bully is a Fender sponsored act. Yeah, because because that girl Alicia is like all up in Fender because they were like, uh, how do we reach? Yeah, this demographic. There you go. They, they they're like playing to like John Mayer fans forever. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm I saying? know. And they were marketing towards like dentists, <laughs> and now they're like, uh, we've got to get young women, and and luckily they landed on someone like her. Yeah, it's amazing. She's unbelievable, mm-hmm. but she she's definitely tapped into like. You know, I'm trying to record with her actually. Um, I mean, this will be a long shot, but I'm trying, I'm trying to like, uh, yeah, send her my new demos and hopefully go because she's a recording artist as well. I think it was not this last album, but the one before that. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but she recorded the whole thing and like produced it herself. Yeah. And she said she works with other artists too, and that she's like open for collaborations that, or to so, do production work. Yeah. So I'm um, hopefully we'll be in Nashville with her. I mean, that's like ugh, dreaming really big, yeah. you know, but She's, I mean, you have to, you have to kind of, uh, you kind of have to shoot big, you know, and then land somewhere. Um, so yeah. yeah. Well, so I get this idea 
and I might be just making this up in my head, but it feels like you're a, um, you get an idea in your head and you do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's funny. Um, I feel like I get so, I can beat myself up sometimes and be mm -hmm. like, you don't really follow through on the things that you think of. But actually, I get so many ideas in my head that it's actually pretty impressive, like, that for me, that I do get even half of them done. No way. Yeah. So, I do. I, I've been getting to some crazy ideas lately and following through with them. And it's been Fun. Well, where where did this spark come from two years ago? We'll start with the music because then you've got this other creative side that you're pushing out there of, of photography and whatnot. What start? What was the influence? How did you how did you kind of start to like get into that frequency? That how did you get in tune with what was going on? Well, I mean, it's really simple. Honestly, mm -hmm. I just kind of had the thought like. You know, you you have those thoughts when you're trying to fall asleep at night, like, what will I ever make of my life? And like, if I could do, you know, I don't know, some, something happened when I turned 26. So I'm 28 now. And I always tell people for some reason, 26 was the year that things just turned around for me. Mm. I finally just gained self-confidence and self-esteem. And wow. I just, I don't know what happened. I I wish I could be more helpful when I say this to people, but like, I just realized looking around one day that no one around me doing all these amazing things is actually any different from me. They're just doing them. Right. And then when you do things, people respond to you and mm -hmm. there the connection is made and something is established. So it's not that these people are like so special and different, you know, with their innate abilities that they're any different than you, any better than you. It's just that they are acting. And then just by just like putting that like vibration out there you ripple the waters and like things start to happen so i don't know it sounds very metaphysical maybe but i just had that realization that i could do these things i could do anything i wanted to do and i was like well being in a rock band is something i've always wanted to do but i don't know how to play guitar i don't know how to write songs and so luckily i just came across that mitski video and was like that doesn't look that hard so. wow so you you've you've got this like amateur spirit to you and uh, let me explain because that's not an insult. No, I I that would is, agree. That would, this is <laughs> let me let me explain what I'm talking about. So it doesn't sound like I'm giving you some sort of veiled com uh, compliment. This is this is honest. Like my favorite music is always music that feels like it's about to fall apart. <laughs> so like the replacements. Yes. Um. It, yeah. You mentioned the Pixies. Uh. Mm. There's so Weezer. My favorite Weezer album. Is is uh is Pinkerton because yes. that's the one album that feels loose compared to the rest. Mm -hmm. Like as they went on with their career and as they got more professional, it eh, became so refined. It's so yeah, awful. It's not good. <laughs> I um, know. It, it, but there was something about that danger of uh, of an uh, of a song feeling like or a performance feeling like at any moment this could go wrong. <laughs> but they're riding on the edge of just like greatness and complete like failure <laughs> I, I feel that, that way when i'm performing live but it's it's, <laughs> it's hard to capture like the ramones famously like johnny ramone famously said he never practiced <clears throat> guitar because he never wanted to get better yeah because he wanted to always keep the same sound so he was like i'm not practicing oh, that's amazing yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> but but that's that's kind of like this thing where, where 
uh, you've, you've captured that energy right in this moment, but it feels like, I feel like next year you might put out something that sounds nothing like what you put out now. Well, I was about to say, that's funny that you say all that because I don't feel like fuck sounds like that at all. To me, fuck sounds very polished. Like, I mean, I love what that turned into, but uh-huh. for me, it's like a little pop for my tastes. It's like a little too clean and like put together, oh, you know. I kind of like it though. <laughs> but I know people like it, so. It's, I, well, is it the musicians that you surrounded yourself with in the band? No, I would say that, I mean, first of all, it's just the songs. They have a pop structure. Like yeah. a lot of them just have a pop structure. And so that's that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the musicians that played with me on that, I mean, they're amazing. They they only made it grungier. Um, but then my producer, I think that he favors pop, maybe. Right. Um, I know the music he writes is kind of like pop. So mm-hmm. I think the, my producer, Matt Tootin, who I love, had um, a lot to do with that. And he really did make an amazing product. Um, yeah. Really did polish it up for us very nicely. <laughs> um, but with these two new singles that I do have, like, that I want to work on. They are way different. In my opinion, they're like not at all a pop structure. There's like no chorus. It's just like riff one, riff two, and riff three, and then some screaming. And (laughs) um, so I will be curious to see how that comes out. Yeah. Recorded. Yeah. Now I could see you taking a a left turn at any point. Like (laughs) you you feel like, you know how like, I don't know if you're a Bowie fan, but Mm -hmm. like he went through all those different phases of right. his career where he would just he would do something and then all of a sudden okay now I'm doing this you know yeah but I, it was always Bowie you know so right well, that that's definitely how I feel sometimes I get in these moods where I feel like I'm never gonna write another song I mean that's gotta mm-hmm. be universal among musicians is it not this feeling of uh, like that's any creative okay yeah, yeah. so sometimes you're just not it, it's not happening yeah but that's where the professional part comes in mm-hmm. so the people who the people like a Rivers Cuomo mm-hmm. who will write songs even and just write them. And even if they suck, they just, they suck, but he's done it. He'll keep doing the work. Right. Um, there was a period during their career uh, where he was releasing all of his works in progress. Mm-hmm. I was right around, right before like that Black album came out or whatever. Was it Home Home Alone or was, yeah, oh, it was uh, called was, Home and Home Alone. There was like the one and two. Um, this was not like officially released. He was just releasing it like, on his on the the Weezer website, oh, okay. and there was like a fan website that doesn't exist called Weezer Nation. Nice, yeah. With, that would track it all. It was it was a pretty interesting time in their career because you could see all the ugly, right? You know what I'm saying? You could right. see like the unfinished things. You could see the beginnings of songs that would like start as just like a verse, mm-hmm. and then next thing you know, on the album, it's a full finished product. Right. But you got to see the seeds of it. Right. Yeah, I've got a million of those. <laughs> yeah, but that's the that's the professional part. Right. Doing the work even when you when nothing's working mm-hmm. and you just keep doing it because that's you never know when when that muse right. whispers into your ear. I know. I, I've gotten very heady in the last few months uh-huh. of talk of trying to verbalize like these things. Right. Sometimes you 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 I think most people know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. with, uh, musicians when you say something like the muse, but it sounds like very No, absolutely. You know, it's it sounds like out there, but it, there is something yeah, to it. Yeah. The inspiration won't always strike, but I guess that is where the the professional part comes in. But I mean, I know like I said cuz I just kind of stumbled into all this. I never <clears throat> thought I mean, I'm not really trying to take it too seriously right. though. <laughs> Cause then, then I'll really, then it'll really be failing if I do. You know, it's like a, it's like a fear thing, actually. I think. Well, I, it's in your music. What seems to be your your uh, passion lyrically to put out there? Uh, 
lyrically, uh, I don't know. Jesus, all my songs are just about like boys and sex and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I wouldn't say my, my lyrics are the most passionate part. Really, it's just like the releasing of raw emotion and mm -hmm. like the, uh, the screaming I love during like the live um, sessions. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just releasing that raw emotion that for whatever reason, it's just like not necessarily welcome in like other aspects of life, other walks of life, except creatively. Well, we, we, do you feel like this is an energy that's inside of you that you just, you're like trying to cope with in some way or just, yeah, or just definitely. Are you, is it coming from, okay, here's a better question. Here's a better way to frame the question. Is it coming from a place of, of a, of, of like a pain that you're dealing with, or is it more of a celebration of life? I would say it's both. I mean, I, you know, we all have like our <clears throat> pains that we carry around and continue yeah. to carry around. But I would, I, I consciously strive not to be reactionary. I don't want to live a reactionary life where wow. I am just responding to like, you know, things that have happened in the past or like the external world is, shh, can we cuss on here? Of course. Okay, it's like the a name shitty as it is. is. Oh yeah, we've already said fuck so many times. I'm sorry. But when I do radio interviews, they're always like, okay, now don't say fuck. <laughs> We're here to promote your record. <laughs> okay, sorry. But we can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that you that commented on that post the other day? I did. on the, <laughs> So yeah. funny. So silly. Anyways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I am trying to live as like an expression, I think an expression of, of, of life. Yeah. So to answer your question, I would say it's not just a reaction to pain. And I mean, I do carry mm -hmm. that, but I'm trying to like just forge something good, yeah. you know, out of, out of this angst and, and yeah. I'm just, I'm, uh, cause I'm just so curious to see where different artists are finding their, their why. Uh, well, for me, I mean, this blends and in, this bleeds into my music as well as the other creative mm -hmm things that I'm doing I think that a lot of my inspiration just comes from kind of being like a woman in the society right. and the struggles that I have <laughs> faced with all the repression of that the repression of the feminine and like um just like denying the our our like whole selves and having mm -hmm. to live so fragmented and to like fit into these like stupid little boxes I mean that's just pissed me off so much like just like my upbringing and whatnot I grew up in this orthodox church which to me was like a cult yeah um and this well, yeah, I, I did want to get in to touch into the whole religious thing. Right, okay. which is, <laughs> it's a huge part of who I am, let, you know? Let's, let's segue into that. Yeah. Because I think that opens the doors to, to your other creative yeah. endeavors. Uh, they tie in very nicely and, and from what I can see. Yeah, I've been so, noticing a theme in all of my creative things that I do. And I'm like, ah, yes, these are like the pillars. I mean, um, which, you know, I guess I am kind of, you being a, a little bit reactionary, but you can't help the things like you're forged in the fires that you're forged in, you know, and that yeah. does matter going forward. Um, but yeah, the religion thing, I mean, I grew up in this just Orthodox Christian household where the message was very clear, like women were um, inferior to men. Like we had to just like cover our heads. We weren't like in the church. There was to like uh, levels, like the lower level and the higher level, just like the church was divided like that. And you can guess who is only allowed to stand on the higher level of the, the ground. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Um, oh and goodness. I mean, so much more beyond all that. But I think that obviously that as well as just the society in general has um, 
yeah, it's just really pissed me off. And so <laughs> I love being able to make rock and roll music about it. I love being able to um, put like photography out there that is like real to me and like empowering for not just me, but for other people and just like celebrate. Yeah. Celebrating all these things that we've been told to oppress. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you been, because uh, I, I know like you, you released a shirt mm-hmm. and that's you on the front of yeah. the shirt. And then on the back, you have a Bible verse. Yes. And have you been kind of consciously trying to take ownership of your religious upbringing and yeah. using it mm-hmm. as a tool <clears throat> Definitely. for creativity? Definitely. Like, okay. Because even just like, I'm just kind of like a witchy person in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean- Hence the name Baby Yaga. Yes. So you know Baba Yaga then? Baba Yaga I, is this witch. Yeah. Um, as far as embracing my religious upbringing, yeah, I have had to do that because- I, as like I said, as a witchy kind of person, I believe in the destiny of a name. Uh-huh. And my name, Presley, means from the priest's meadow. Right. Um, very religious. And then my Jordan, my middle name, Jordan, is uh, named after the Jordan River where Jesus was supposedly oh baptized. And so I just have this incredibly <laughs> Christian name. <clears throat> and I was going to, can I, can, I, sorry, sure. can I interject for a second? I don't, I don't want to uh, hijack what you're about to say. No, so. no, no. But you, you, I, I, I thought about this. I was like, Dude, your name is so freaking cool. Like if you ever decide to just just make it, you know, whatever you decide to do, your name. Like I was like, is that even really her name? Is that your real name? Presley? Yeah. Pre- well, Presley Randall. Oh, you like the last name too? Yeah. That's so funny. I struggle with that. No, no, no. Okay. It sounds so I'll- Southern. Randall. Okay. No, no offense punk to rock. every Southern you're, person listening you're about right to, now. You're about to get a slight <laughs> punk rock talking to. Okay, please. The greatest punk rock movie of all time is Rock and Roll High School. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I have. Okay. Who's the lead character? Uh, Riff Randall. Uh, who is it? PJ Souls. PJ oh. Souls plays Riff Randall, the, the, the girl who's trying oh. to meet Joey Ramone because and, okay. and, she wrote the song Rock and Roll High School okay. and she's trying to get the song to him. And... Maybe I haven't seen it. I'm confusing that with something else. Yeah, Rock and Roll High School is a Roger Corman movie from the 80s. It's totally campy, low budget, but the Ramones are, are in it. Yeah, I know. And, I'm familiar with that part and, of it. Uh, yeah, and and PJ Souls. I, like, I was obsessed with PJ Souls. I wrote a song called Whatever Happened to PJ Souls. Oh, amazing. Like, like I was obsessed with her. So, yeah, and and so, like, the name Randall in the punk rock world, to me, means something. Cool, And then, of okay. course, Presley, also, music-wise, you know, you have the King, uh, right. Elvis, which, yeah, I get it, but whatever. Wow, you've just given me a whole new perspective but I've your never name thought is about really before. really freaking cool. And then Jordan, <laughs> come on, like, the greatest basketball player of all time. Yeah. Everything about your name says greatness. Oh, well, so, thank you. Be take ownership like you've I, taken ownership. Of I your feel like faith. you're feeding me my own medicine right now, I, and I just met you. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I'm excited <laughs> that you. Uh, okay, so well, hold on a second. Let's let's try to get back to where we were. I'm going to try to steer back where we were. Um, so you were struggling with your name. Yeah, well, just that um, when I did realize, actually, it doesn't. You know, I can just take ownership of all this, and I have, I have. Um, by making the music that I've made with that song going to hell. And I don't know if you saw the music video for it. It's filmed in yes. a church. Yeah. Um, I got to lick a priest's face, which has been one of my. <laughs> now, who's playing the priest? If you say it was an actual priest, I will laugh. <laughs> no way. Okay, it was at the time my ex-boyfriend's boss. 
How did you fly that one? Listen, I don't know. Uh, do you know anybody who Magic. looks priestly that I can um, lick their face? <laughs> yeah. So that's who that was. Um, and then, yeah, with the shirt and and, and the Bible verse. and um, You really kind of stuck your feet in the sand. Yeah, and I'm and not and and I haven't just been like oh like fuck the church making that kind of art. I've actually in reclaiming, I've actually been educating mm-hmm. myself about what Christianity really was before like <laughs> it turned into this patriarchal like oppressive system of control. Right. You know, and its roots are actually really beautiful, just like most religions and most mm-hmm. religious roots. Um, and I've been reading about Mary Magdalene lately, which I don't know if you know anything about her, but I'm totally into that shit. Um, we'll never really know. The damn Bible has been so <laughs> chopped up and edited. Will we ever actually know? We may. We'll We're, probably never know. Was she and Jesus, you know? <clears throat> oh, they, oh, they were a thing. We don't know, we, but we just don't, but we don't know. know. But I've been, I've been enjoying just educating myself about the the true meanings behind all this. And yeah. So yeah, I'm okay with it now. You know, be you know, and but um, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a rejection at all. I never mm-hmm. got that. Yeah, uh, maybe no. because I grew up Catholic and I had my own version of like hell. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, screw this thing. But then as I got older, I, I appreciated things like you're talking. I, I appreciate it, even though I don't. Even though I recognize the the evils that have come out of organized religions, mm-hmm. and, but I also see the greatness of what mm-hmm. they've done for people. So I, I'm not going to deny that. I'm not going to belittle that. And I don't get the feeling that you're doing that. I feel no. I feel like it's somebody saying, "Hey, this is mine too." It's all in jest. Yeah, you but, know, but and he, it is mine as well. Yeah, um, to take something like the the naked human body and marry it with religious, it's like. Hello. I'm trying to say that these two Tell can coexist and they do coexist yes, whether I mean, you like it or not and we don't have to yeah live under this oppressive mentality like yeah I mean I mean who do they think God's tailor is? Do you think he's walking around naked or do you think he's got somebody making clothes for him or her? God's tailor. You know what I'm that. saying? Like yeah. Like it's Listen. the human body we were made supposedly in God's image. We yeah, didn't, we didn't come out with a tuxedo on. <laughs> tuxedo. You know what I'm saying? Like we didn't come out with underwear Listen, on. Listen, I have a whole theory on that too. I mean, I, I, you know, the reason I am so comfortable marrying these two things, uh-huh. which I, you know, people have said things like, "Why does? Why do you let it bother you so much and whatnot?" It's like I'm not. It doesn't bother me. It's just like I'm trying to do something here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I think that sexuality. Oh gosh, I'll try to make this quick, but I just feel like (laughs) it's a podcast. Take your time. (laughs) I just feel like the church knows that uh, sexuality is one of the ways to tap into your own divinity, like through Mm. sex and through uh, ownership of your sexuality. Um, and yeah, and so I think that's why they've put such a taboo on it is because that doesn't fly with the whole monotheistic approach of their religion. You know, they don't like the idea that your Godhead could live inside of you. Um, and it's not in this like unattainable, unreachable place high in the sky. It's actually just right here. And you can tap into that and express it fully and feel it, you know, through things like sex. Well, it's a, it's sex is such a weird thing because, you know, if you grow up in a religious household. You have such a, a distorted view on it. For sure. You really do. And it's hard to shake. There's certain things like um, that are hard to say that you're comfortable with, e- even though you rationally know like, 
yeah, uh, I mean, there's no reason to feel this way. There's no reason why I should be ashamed if someone sees my naked body, mm-hmm. right? But you still have this weird, like, subliminal grip on you. Like, no, <clears throat> keep your pants on, asshole. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> so, conditioning can be so hard to overcome. And, 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 you know, as you grow up also, at the same time, you're saying, like, I got to be respectful of other people. They're not comfortable with that. So it's not like you can walk around just with your dong just (laughs) waving in the wind because other people don't want to see that. And, and, Right, you know, so it's so you got to find that happy medium where which to me is art. To me, that's art. That's the happy medium. So that brings us right down to, (laughs) uh, to you. You've had a couple. You 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 put something out in in Naked Magazine, Mm -hmm. the online like showcase of 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 kind of provocative art, for lack of a better term, Mm -hmm. which they didn't even they didn't even choose my most explicit pictures. Which to me, I'm like, oh, guys. (laughs) Okay, so the most explicit oh. ones to me are not like explicit at all did They're, you see the ones in absolute pleasure i did okay. i looked at that late okay. last night and i was like god damn it i gotta install an app on my phone to <laughs> i see this. know it's such a bitch and so the the one that stood out to me and it wasn't even explicit <laughs> it's just like yeah duh mm-hmm. was uh, an erect penis with uh what appears to be blood on it mm-hmm. i don't know if it's actual blood or it was okay yeah. but it, yeah, yeah it was so, period blood yeah okay so that's it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And and to me, I'm like, okay, but I didn't find it offensive, but I'm weird. Well, so, you're also cool. So But it, it's <laughs> I, I I'm like, yeah, that's just it, it I get it. I get what you're trying to say. Like, let's this isn't dirty. Mm-hmm. This exactly. is all natural. Which mm, talk to just about anyone else in our society, and that is considered dirty though. That's considered dirty and for all of time women have been like sent away to tents like you know during yeah. <clears throat> their period and um made to feel unclean we're not allowed to participate in certain medicine ceremonies when we're bleeding um <laughs> just all kinds of things it's ridiculous um so i'm just like fuck that i'm so tired of that and i don't give a fuck anymore and if this my art allows me to do this i mean that's the fire burning inside of my soul so yeah. i'm gonna do it and you've had some other interesting uh, pieces in that where it's just like something that would probably be something that's saved between two people, right? <laughs> right. Um, that's the vibe of it, though. It's almost, it almost has a voyeuristic uh, uh, appeal to it because it feels like you're seeing something you're not supposed to see. Except yeah. you're the one putting it out there. So obviously it's not an un- it's not like those uh years ago when when everyone when everyone's eye cl- all the famous people the iClouds right. got <clears throat> right. hacked into and you saw like Jennifer Lawrence naked and you weren't supposed to. And then if you saw them, because for whatever reason they appeared in front of you, you felt gross. Like mm-hmm. like if you're a, a healthy person, you're like I'm not supposed to see this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see this because they didn't give it to me. Mm-hmm. Like this is their intimate thing that for themselves, but you're giving it to everybody. Yeah. So it's, it's, well, it's also just to encourage that kind of just like freedom and exploration, like for other people. Cause I mean, I run women's circles as well. Uh-huh. Um, and like, we have a lot of conversations in there. Um, and I just came to realize that people really don't feel free within their own sexuality, within their own partnership and their own bodies. And so, to me, it's like just like a humble offering to be like, hey, you know, 
you can you can do whatever you want. And here's me doing whatever I want. Right. <laughs> and yeah, it seems private, but artistically, that's the vibe that I'm going for. You know, I don't even have a real camera. Those are all shot on my cell phone. I I, I was wondering because because on the one uh, thing you you had written like. Uh, the filters that you'd use because yeah. most people most photographers will put like oh this was shot at f2.8 yeah. ISO 340 <laughs> and uh, you know at 120th of a second or something yeah. like that and, and you know so y you're like no this was done with this filter yeah and like <laughs> I don't give a fuck like what people say if they're like that's not real or that's not high a class or whatever like I don't care like I just really that's don't how care that stuff exists in, in like a sexting type yeah, situation. Exactly. It's going to be a cell phone pic. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, know. my pic, my phone does take really good pictures. I think for the most no, part, your, your phone takes terrible pictures. <laughs> you take good pictures. I'm going to give you. you the photographer in me the, the lesson. The camera. Uh, I have wonderful cameras, mm -hmm. but they're just tools to get a job done for specific types of things. Mm -hmm. Has nothing to do with the tool. Like it's the person mm -hmm. holding the tool. Well, thank you. So you are doing really but it's much like your music though it's coming from an amateur right situation you're you're just using the tools you have like just like your drop d tuning right you're like well this is what i have and what i know how to use i have a vision in my head i want it out there mm -hmm. and instead of being bogged down by there's a lot of people out there and i think a lot of us myself included get stuck in this getting ready to get ready mentality they do i i i've experienced that as well mm -hmm. gosh yeah, and that you're like you want it to be perfect, and you get artistically you get stifled by the the seeking perfection, right? When Which misses the point entirely mm -hmm. about what art is. Yeah, and so when you when you can figure out someone someone with the spirit that you have brought to your creativity, of like, how do I get this out there? How do I do this now? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I just want to encourage other people to do that because creating has been so transformative in my life. Mm -hmm. Like, we're, look, we're stuck in this consumer society right. where we are reduced to nothing but consumers. Yeah. And that's shown us again and again that that is not the way to happiness. It's not the way to peace. And it's not the way to loving yourself. You're never going to buy any number of products out there that right. are being shoved down your throat and, and be happy. I think that the source of your happiness has to be found within you by creating, you know, and turning what's inside outside you know, and like reveling in that. And so, so, so yeah. do you feel like you're, you're the current phase of stuff that you've put out there between baby Yaga, between the, the, your photography, do you feel like this is your phase of, of breaking free? I would say so. Like this is your, your about phase from everything you were taught and brought up with. Mm -hmm. And like, this is your, not reaction, mm -hmm. but this is your, it's definitely coming is, into my, me coming into myself. Like, yeah. You're yeah. putting it out there. You're basically like, what does your family say about your work? Do they? We don't it? talk about it. We don't talk about Have it. The, do they know to the extent of what you've been doing? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, they're just unhappy from the get-go because, I mean, they're very different from me. Um, but they love you. They love me. And, like, I love them. And so we have that good relationship yeah. going, but we don't agree, agree on anything at all. And so I think, luckily, we've both just... I mean, and like, there's also no talking about it. There's no coming around to agreeing with them. I've tried. It's just unfortunately not going to happen. No. And they feel the same way about me. But so we just, at least we're both smart enough to be like, let's just not talk about this so we can keep a good relationship. Yeah. Well, it, it's almost like there's people, uh, I feel this way. 
I don't want to go political, but I feel this way about a lot of Trump supporters. Yeah, which is like, them. I don't, yeah. I don't want to give up on them. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to sit there and think that I'm better than them. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I And it, it's it's hard to say that without sounding condescending or, or elitist or whatever the hell word you want to use. But there's got to be a way to get through to them for, for when they, they could see. Well, if you find a way, let me know. <laughs> I, it might be through conversations like this where they can see that your heart is really in the right place. Like you're not trying, even when you say things like I'm going to hell. That's not, you're, you're not going to hell because you want to say fuck the world, burn the world, which is mm-hmm. apparently what they're <clears throat> president right. wants to do exactly but anyway <laughs> literally but but you that's not your your message your message is like one of love it's like one of connection one of bringing people together for sure through having this freedom <laughs> from these barriers that have been manipulated through right. their religion and and it's not saying your religion is bad it's saying that like your religion's being used against you mm-hmm. i like i i understand completely and I don't know if I'm just not the person to have these. I don't know what it is or if it's like them. It's like you can only say these things if the person mm-hmm. you're talking to is even like remotely rational about any of it. They have to be somewhere deep down inside. You have to I think deep it, down right? inside there's love. I don't think there has to be rationality deep down inside every right. person. That's what I've discovered with them. Because yeah. listen, it's been a long journey. <laughs> yeah, I, so I get it. We just don't talk about it. these things anymore, it's, which is it, fine. It's 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 upsetting to think that the people that like brought you into this world mm-hmm. are having you know can't you know <sighs> I know but listen I don't dwell too much on it I just feel grateful for myself and the freedom that I enjoy yeah. for whatever reason because even like talking to a lot of the women that I'm friends with um you know I'm sure this obviously applies to all kinds of people but just the women that I'm friends with um like a lot of them you know, we'll be talking about their parents and how their parents are disappointed or upset about one thing or the other. And it'll like make them not do something. It'll hold them back um, Mm. because of their opinion. And I'm just thinking, wow, it just never even dawned on me to let anyone's opinion like about anything hold me back ever. That's awesome. And so I feel really freeing. Like I feel that feels really freeing for me. And that came recently when you came to this kind of real estate? Or is that how you always, have you always always, been? I've always been that way. But also I've never felt confident to ever express myself. And so now that like when I turned 26 and that confidence came, now I do have the not really giving a fuck attitude, which, and when I say not giving a fuck, I just mean about things I shouldn't care about, you know, like other other people's people's opinions. opinions. Yeah. Jinx. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So was that always in place? Like the not caring about other people's opinions or is it something you learned? Well, I know that deep down, you know, all of us do to some extent care about what other people think a little bit, but by and large for me, yeah, it's, it's kind of always. But you never let it change your opinion other other people's opinions of you right and you know that doesn't mean that i'm not receptive and open to other people's opinions and ideas Uh i try to force myself to listen and really understand and hear where other people are coming from um but then at the end of the day like i have to be true to myself and if that means making a a t-shirt with you know my vagina on it it's like i know what i'm doing deep down inside and the people who buy it which they did those are (laughs) gone when i first saw that that t-shirt i didn't know it was you (laughs) i was like okay that's cool but it's a hard one to wear out in public but okay (laughs) i know well i know i get Um, it i get it that that that's um but then i have other shirts that i wear 
that are hard to wear out in public right. for very different reasons. Right. Like a Black Lives Matter shirt. You kind of have this thought in the back of your head that like people are making judgments about mm -hmm. you um, because of your shirt. So, right. Or some, anything that's kind of somewhat mm -hmm. political mm -hmm. or risque in that form. Yeah. You know, you, you immediately take the risk of inviting a conversation you might not feel like having at that moment. Exactly. And like, <laughs> you know, I, it, it's not like I want people to go wear these out the food line mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's also just like, I don't care to create for the mainstream. You know, right. I just want to create art that's just art. And if you just wear this around by yourself in your bedroom when you're just feeling yourself, then great. That's what I want, yeah. you know. Or if you wear it to a safe space, like a punk rock show. Right, right. Or an art yeah. opening or something but like, like that. Once again, like, I just don't care to really create for the mainstream, as I think is pretty evident in, like, a lot of the things that I do, at least in that realm. Yeah, but I think that's that's where the appeal comes, because there is that freedom that... Right. That, and it's so... It, becomes fresh when people are that honest, that right. really honest. That's what like, it's about I, for me. I have not gotten this vibe. Uh, and that, that's why I was very curious to have you in here to talk to you, because from the stuff that I had seen, there was never this air of you doing something with an agenda of anything that wasn't just purely you being you. Right. I, I and, don't know and, what I'm doing. I'm just well, no, doing just, things. It, but it's just, there's an honesty to it. And, and I, the, the friggin' EP is so good. Thank you. And I know you're sitting there going, it's too poppy. I'm like, oh, not I'm not taste. saying it's, it's too just poppy. Right. I'm just saying it is poppy. I, I don't think that's a problem, but that's okay because it's now, I'd like, I'm curious to see where you go from there, where you mm -hmm. bounce off because guess what? You can't take it away. It's I out know. there. You can't Kanye that shit and start changing it on us. <laughs> Did you do that? I think there was a record he put out on like streaming services only. And then like every day he would change songs that were on oh the thing. God. So, so like it would be gone. Like if you liked a version of the song the next day, it might be gone, which is kind of a cool artistic statement in one aspect, but the other aspect it's like, well, wait a second. Just leave you it took all. it away. Yeah. You can't, you can't do that to us. <laughs> yeah. That's Although not I'm cool. Not a, I'm, you know, I, I, it's one of those. So your favorite artist is Kanye? No, no. Although I, I was supposed to take my daughter to see him, and we went to we went up to New York to the Governor's Ball, and he was one of the headliners. It's amazing. And it was pretty crazy because it's three day festival, and his merch booth had a line every day, all day long. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. Oh yeah. I was like, what the hell? But the day he was supposed to play, this like friggin' torrential storm came through and they halfway through the day canceled the show. Oh. They sent everyone home because it, it was on an island and yeah, it's just not, it, I get it. Mm -hmm. they, they had to do what was right. It wasn't mm -hmm. just rain. It was like really, really torrential So you rain didn't get to see him? No, but then that night, oh, the other thing, that other person I missed who I was really excited that day was Courtney Barnett, I believe, was playing. And um, yeah. And then she played a surprise show at an indoor venue. But by the time you found out, like the line was around the block, right. and you couldn't get into it. And then uh, the rumor went out that Kanye was going to play in Times Square. So in the middle of the night that night, Times Square got jammed with people. Like tens of thousands of people showed up in Times Square thinking he might actually oh, perform. And he didn't? No! Oh, fuck. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, so anyway, that's my Kanye West story as nice. far as... And then, and then he did the... Not too far from here, he did that little political thing where he came and said some really weird stuff about... Was it Harriet close to Tubman. 
Oh yeah. It was right across the street from where I live. Oh. It was in it was in North Charleston, but like right down the road from wow. here. Wow. Okay. And uh yeah, I was like and I, I remember I'm like, do I want to go there? And this was at the height of like scary surge of pandemic in, in Charleston in like the beginning of the summer, I guess. Um and I was like, I'm not going in a crowd right now. Well, third time's the charm. <clears throat> then next time you're supposed to see him, you will. <laughs> Maybe. But at this point, I yeah, I don't know, man. He he's definitely he's I find him fascinating, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm like, I might be too old. Do you feel do you feel like Kanye West <laughs> just comes up in every single podcast ever recorded? Not with no. you, but everywhere. This might be the first time he's ever come up on my podcast. But <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know. He's he, he <laughs> How he, does he do that? Because he's just <laughs> well, it's so weird to me how he has figured out how to just keep people you know, Interested. it's it's very similar to Trump mm-hmm. being able. Oh, God damn, I brought his name up again. <laughs> Sorry, it's okay. It won't be long now. But but it's yeah, it's one of those things. Like it it. Have you ever? Uh, there's never been a president in my life where I've had to think of them every day. I know. No. And Kanye That's kind ridiculous. of has done that with fashion, music, this the whole mm-hmm. thing. I mean, I first heard of Kanye West back when I used to work at MTV years ago, and he was coming up, and and I was just like, who's this guy? Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, he's this producer. You got to check him out. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get it the same way right. as other people, but I recognize that the, the the impact the guys had on mm-hmm. on culture. So it's hard to deny it. But yeah, he's he seems a little um, he seems a little unstable. Which is maybe that goes back to that thing I was saying though, like how like greatness kind of rides that edge of <laughs> like failure and, and, and greatness, you know? I read something the other day that I felt described me perfectly. It said something about walking the line between wild and truly feral. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah. Do that you feel resonates. Wild? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. You seem like you're very, um, well-mannered put together person. Well, and- I don't feel truly feral, but I feel right. wild. <laughs> but is it wild just because you're being honest? Is that, is that what you Maybe would define so. wild? Maybe something as simple as honesty is just considered radical in our society. So maybe right. that's what I'm kind of feeling. Do you feel like you have a chaos in you or is it more of a controlled thing? Uh, I can be extremely impulsive. Um, and like learning to play guitar and putting uh, out a, a record <laughs> within a year. To me, that's planned. Okay. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. To me, that's well planned. Um, yeah. So no. you think you're impulsive? I am impulsive. Has it caused you um, any kind of danger or harm or harm mm-hmm. to other people? Yep. <laughs> like harmed myself for sure. Really. Um, and I've just fucked up my, you know, past relationships relationship because of it um and yeah definitely put myself in many a stupid situation i should not have been in i mean i've lived like nine lives like this person you see sitting in front of you now Mm -hmm. this is like the ninth version of it's like the ninth you know incarnation (laughs) of myself um so it's been a long like hellacious road to get here to the point where i feel comfortable with myself and confident and i love myself you know do you think it's a? Um, do you think all of those that danger that you brought into your life was your way of expressing yourself before think, you found something a little bit more healthy? Yes, I think the danger that I would bring upon myself um, was was reactionary. It was a direct right. reaction to the stifling upbringing that I had, 
So I kind of just rebelled in many layers, in many ways, went crazy as fuck. If you don't mind me asking, was it like a chemical thing, a physical thing? Like, were you putting yourself bodily harm or were you drinking type of thing or doing drugs? All of the above. Really? (laughs) All of the above. Just putting myself in places I should have never. Really? been in jobs I should have never been doing, um, people I should have never been seeing, um, <laughs> things you, I should have never been interested. Were you attracted to the wrong people or were the wrong people attracted to you? Uh, I, I, I think I was definitely, um, both, I think both, but I, I know really? I definitely was attracted. I've always, I've always brought strange people into my life, um, uh, which now is a good thing. Um, by the way, the, the <laughs> dilemma of every teenage boy was the girl that they had a crush on always would date the worst people. Right. And you were always standing on the sidelines like, why can't she notice a nerdy old me? Yes, I know. I, I hate that old, you <laughs> yeah. know, but it's true it, it, until yeah. you like, you know, find yourself and then, you know, then that, yeah, that could be something that plays out again and again yeah it's 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 definitely um a dangerous form of rebellion for people who don't find an art form to communicate with uh yeah definitely Do, do you find the the traditional forms of language and communication difficult in that once you've found art and music that it you 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 all of a sudden felt free to communicate in a more efficient way for your own I wouldn't say so because to me, language and communication is maybe my strongest suit. Really? And that's why I- that's very well spoken. Thank you. That's why I hold women's circles um, to get people to learn how to open up and speak about Mm -hmm. what is inside of them Um, and communication inside of like relationships and whatnot. Again, my strongest suit, just being honest (laughs) and um, knowing how to really, yeah, communicate, but- but art, I don't know. Art is almost new for me. I, I, it's weird. I still almost don't even really consider myself an artist. Like I think, like I'm just doing things, you know. But I guess I'm coming around I to it. Hate to break it to you. <laughs> I know. Hate, I know. I know that I am. Uh, it's it. Uh, or, or if you turn around, one of my favorite artists. You know, it's mainstream, obviously at this point. But Basquiat. Wow. You look at his work, and you don't think there is a seasoned professional artist. But meanwhile, he's one of the most celebrated artists of all time. Uh, yeah. Not feeling like an art artist because you are not a master of any specific skill like photography mm-hmm. at this point. Um, no, no, no. Yeah. no, 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 no. You're a master of using what's in front of you to, to communicate. Mm. Uh, I'm I, learning. Yeah. No, no, that, that's the thing. You, you're never going to get there as far as be like, if you get to a point where you feel like you are like there's nothing else to learn, then you're a failed. Yeah, well, that could never. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying you're yeah. always going to be striving to get because when you get to something, when you when you solve solve the puzzle of whatever mm-hmm. it is, it's never going to satisfy you as far as like you're going to be like, okay, now it should this, be opening a new thing. door. But that's what I've seen. Through. That's what I've seen you doing so far in the last yeah. couple of years of you being on the radar of of the music scene. I'm seeing this person kind of fluidly maneuver through this and, 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 oh, you think you know me? Check out my t-shirt, <laughs> you know? Um, but even, I, I would imagine it's more than that because you now, you're, as you're explaining, you have this kind of women's group mm-hmm. activism. Is it, would you consider it an activism thing or just a support thing? It's a support thing. We, okay. we, it's, um, it's, 
it's an emotional support thing because it, it's just like um, this form of group therapy that's actually been right. around much longer than I have um, in different cultures. And I was just employing that in our like modern day setting, getting together. And then also, I mean, we do elements of like witchcraft while we're in there and we do <laughs> all kinds of art too. I mean, it's just like yeah. a group therapy session. Yeah. yeah. Is it a Wiccan type of witchcraft no. thing or just, is it based I mean, on any tradition or is it more based in, based in, I mean, a lot of modern witchcraft is based in Wicca. Yeah. Um, but my particular practice is more intuitive, I would mm. say. Um, although I am reading and learning more every day, so it's fluid. It changes. So here's a hard question about that. Mm-hmm. As somebody who has come up and, and kind of rejected the religion that they were brought up on, and and with a with a tinge of of some sort of like resentment or at least hurt from from it. Why would you seek into another somewhat organized type of religion? Mm-hmm. Because that's what it is. I mean, Wiccan to me is just another organized religion. Mm-hmm. Like even even atheism to me sometimes feels like a religion. Like people start adhering to rules. They start they start dividing they start mm-hmm. putting themselves in boxes yeah i and agree so, so what about that witchcraft thing mm-hmm. has attracted you because it, so it, much it, it's it's interesting to me so that you would, yeah you, you would kind of say like no to this but i'm okay with the idea of what it has to offer just with mm-hmm. a different package or a different set of rules right um i agree i totally do not like rules and then like i'm you know i consider myself like i a vegan, you know, mm-hmm. I eat a mostly vegan diet, but once again, I don't like the, <laughs> the, the rules and, um, I, I don't like having to fit inside any one box. Um, I do like calling myself a witch because it's like very empowering considering that like we used to be like literally hanged just right. for that simple word. So it's like, of course I'm going to like, um, embrace that. But then you find out what they classified <laughs> as a witch was the most ridiculous stuff. It's like, Anything. wait, what? <laughs> I know, ridiculous. Um, but what draws me to it is the freedom. It's not, and like I said, I'm not like a practicing Wiccan. And I know right. that there is a whole guidebook for that. So I'm not really there mm-hmm. with that. For me, it's just like what really drew me was, um, I've always felt like this, you know, I mean, I've been kind of like a staunch atheist my whole life yeah. after the whole Christian thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but but then I just couldn't deny that I do, I mean, honestly, through copious amounts of like psychedelic use and whatnot, <laughs> um, <laughs> something made me feel, just kidding, <laughs> um, but did f- connect me to like this, what I feel to be like a source of everything, you know, that ultimate oneness. Yeah. And to me. It's hard to deny. Right. But to me, that ultimate oneness, you know, it feels very feminine. And I think mm-hmm. that's just because I am a woman. And so it's not the same for everyone else. And I wouldn't expect, there is no like, to me, like one God that's the correct God that we should all be. To me, I I just totally reject that. I think life is about uncovering what your unique DNA signature says inside of your soul. What what expression are you of the universe? And to me, you know, um, the whole witchcraft thing and the feminine deity um, and just like the connection with women and the elements of nature and ritual, it all just makes sense to me. And it's highly intuitive. I'm not really following like too many like spell books or anything like right. that. It's just, um, it's like art. Are you drawing me. salt circles in the forest? <laughs> yeah, maybe. And if you do, please tell me so I can come take pictures of it. Cause that would be a fun photo project. Yes. Um, it also, cause, okay. So uh, I'll, I'll share a little bit about myself 
uh, here. Sorry. Please do. <laughs> sorry to take over this. Don't say sorry. Uh, well, sometimes it's, it's, it's a weird, it, it's a conversation, but sometimes I, I feel like if I talk too much about myself, it's just weird. But anyway, so after I met my wife, my current, well, my only wife, I've only had one wife, been married for over 20 years. Um, but when I'm going to tell her, her, you called her your current wife. Yes. <laughs> she would probably, I don't know. Anyway, uh, when I met her, I was still, I was not a, I hadn't rejected my faith. I just ignored it. I went, I went kind of agnostic but not but just out of like i just didn't want to deal with it so i grew up catholic mm-hmm. um went to catholic school all the way through high school uh and you know went to church that whole thing did all the the different sacraments and everything i was supposed to do as a good little catholic boy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the as when i got to my teenage years you know finding out information there was priests i mean there was a picture hanging up in my hallway of a priest who was convicted of molesting children mm-hmm. and he's standing there with his hands on my shoulders and me holding a little banner with my first communion cup on it and all that oh stuff God. yeah so it was upsetting because it was just like really i was just like in the fucking mouth of a dragon and you just let me do that like fuck you mm-hmm. so i had that feeling of anger um as a teenager and then going into playing in a band, but I never really addressed it. I just kind of put it off. And and then I met my wife who's an atheist, not, but not a rebellious atheist. She just grew up with no religion. Mm -hmm. And she was the most moral person I've ever met in my life. Like I had never met anyone more morally like in tune with what is right. Like she didn't need this quote unquote compass to tell her Mm -hmm. or this book to guide her. She just knew the difference between wrong and right. And she was so purely right. You know what I'm saying? She was so purely on the the good side of things that I was blown away. And then, and then I kind of adopted that. And then, and then through that, but over the years, you start to like, Mm -hmm. like you said, you understand that we're all connected. Mm-hmm. We're all, I, I, you know, there, there's something in Buddhism that I, I, I started researching a lot of that because I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, again, you start to fall into the weird religion thing because now you've got like this figure, you've got this iconography, which is fun. It's it's, it's fun. interesting. It's it's beautiful. I don't it's see that anything art. wrong with drawing from what inspires you mm-hmm. to create a unique life and a unique belief system that yeah resonates with you. You know. But as you as you as I think what you're seeing and what you're going through, and I, I might be putting it on you, so I apologize. <laughs> Just correct me if this is not true at all. But I think when you start creating and you start making stuff and you start expressing yourself in, in these alternative ways and you start communicating with people differently, you do realize that there is a f- there. The force is with us. No, there's there's <laughs> there is a living entity mm-hmm. of. Us. Yes. And we're all the same thing. It's almost kind of like the whole existence of whatever there is out there beyond even this world. Yeah. It's all part of something else. Like, I feel like we're, you know, we're And it all, takes many different names, too. Yeah. Many different cultures. I've found that all these religions are all talking about the same thing. Exactly. We're just calling it different things. I'm calling yeah. it something else. And that's why, yeah, I don't care too much about the rules mm-hmm. um, and rigid, you know, confinements of any one label. Yeah. Um. 
yeah, I'm with you on that. But it's it's hard to because then you start realizing like the tiniest little inanimate objects, like the <laughs> fact that like you know it, it hurts me to have like I have these plastic bottles because mm-hmm. they were just they were given to me mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I'm going to use them. Yeah. I'm not going to throw them away. But like things like that, like just the the yes. this stuff. That's where the pain comes from. Is that realization? It's just yeah, so much. but but every little thing, this tablecloth on this table, it's no different from us. It's made uh-huh. up of the same, when you break it down, it's the same thing as us. It's got energy. In at rocks yes. have energy. Yes. Everything has energy. Mm-hmm. It's all moving. You just can't see it because it's moving at a speed or mm-hmm. you can't perceive. Well, you but, can't see it in this mind, in this in this right. state of mind. Yeah, maybe when you do some mushrooms, you, know? you get, <laughs> right. some, get a different <laughs> <Exactly>. perspective. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, uh, you, you mentioned earlier that you had experimented a lot with psychedelics. Yes. I don't know if you still do or... I do. Okay, mm-hmm. there's... For sure. There was an age where it stopped. For for you or for me or... For for, for psychedelics, where, like, I felt like oh, no. I... I felt like I got what I needed uh-huh. out of... You it. got the message. And 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 all of a sudden, the desire to do it went away. Mm-hmm. And, every, you know, so it's it's not something that comes up like, I wish I could do this all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. But I... I, I when I try, my wife has never done any kind of like acid oh, wow. mask or any of that stuff or mushrooms. She's never done anything like that. And I, and I don't know if it would be a good fit for her because I feel like she's so comfortable right. with life wow. and everything. But I, 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 when I try to explain to her, like, you know, the, the moment I realized uh, when I, when I was comfortable with death, when I accepted death, like, cause there's a point in your life. I think when most teenagers get into like the late teens, early twenties, where it becomes very top of mind. Mm-hmm. And if you're unfortunate enough to lose somebody during that time, it's devastating. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter went through something recently and she's in that age and it's, you know, to watch her go through it. It's just, it's so upsetting because you're at the same time you're grappling with you're no longer you realize you're no longer invincible you're no longer going to live forever you know what i'm yeah. saying there's that kind of invincibility yeah. that comes at you. a young uh, from a young mindset and then then you realize you're not mm-hmm. and then uh but when you when i i remember it was on a mushroom trip mm-hmm. that i realized <laughs> that like i just had this whole kind of understanding like even if when i die i'm i'm not going anywhere Mm-hmm. Like I right. continue in, in the things I put out there and, yep. and yeah, this conversation in some form may go on for whoever knows, mm-hmm. you know, wh- however, even if it wasn't being recorded, right. the energy of what right. we're sharing together. The energy together. is real and it will yeah. ripple out and it will touch like just ex- like exponentially. It will continue yeah. to subtly ripple out and touch, you know, things we don't even know. So is, is this... Uh, Am I touching on where you're kind of at with all yeah, of that? Yeah, definitely. You're speaking my language. Aww. Definitely. Um, <laughs> this is, I'm glad we're talking. Um, thank you for inviting me here, by the way. I didn't even say thank you yet. This is really amazing. Um, oh, well, thank you for coming. I, it's it's a really weird podcast because I have been getting very kind of like in the weeds with people. <laughs> yeah, and I that's think good I, stuff. I think I take them by surprise because it's like, I didn't know we were going to talk about I know. that. <laughs> you did surprise me because I've had many a radio interview and whatnot where we never dove into anything like this. Um, I really am curious to to see what you're, what you as a human being, what you're expressing. Because I, I, I see how easily it could be fucking distorted. Mm-hmm. I see how easily you put out a naked picture of yourself doing sex acts, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
and it can easily be seen as pornographic. And I, at no point am I looking at that and going, no, that's, mm-hmm. that's her just taking ownership of it. That's, that's right. There is, is her saying, there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with this. We all do this. Yeah. Why the fuck are we walking around <laughs> pretending we don't? What's so crazy? Yeah. <clears throat> so, so of course I want to address like how you got there. Well, psychedelics were a big part of it. Yeah. Um, starting, I guess, after high school, I definitely did them a lot, like acid and, and mushrooms. Um, and I have hit a lull because, mm. and a lull being a good thing, a, a nice pause, because I do feel like I got the message. So I hung up the phone and it served me very well. Um, but I've always been super interested in the psychedelic frontier. Mm-hmm. Maps, you know, are you familiar with maps? Maybe. It's, uh, it's like the Multidisciplinary Association of Psychedelic Studies. Um, and they're the ones who just got like, uh, you know, MDMA legalized for therapy and Mm -hmm. um, psilocybin and whatnot. But yeah, so I've always always been big supporters of them because I know in my, I've seen in my own life the difference they can make. Yeah. Um, But I haven't done, I haven't done any in a while and I, um, but I am actually going to uh, dive. I, I, I'm done recreationally using that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like it's time for me to dive deeper now. Get like a guided. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, um, actually I'm, I'm going to participate in an ayahuasca ceremony, um, later this month. And so I'm, <laughs> I've, I've done, I've, I've taken the medicine once before. You have, I have never done that. Yeah. And I've, Cause I've always been afraid of the, uh, the physical, like throwing up and all that stuff. It's I'm, gnarly. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of throwing up but can't you just get like dmt natural like like outside of the plant and get a similar is is it the same it's I don't not know. the same i mean dmt is in in that medicine right. but it's not like the same as a dmt trip i mean okay yeah i haven't done dmt there's all these other psychedelics <laughs> I, that i i'm i feel like i'm i, I don't want to say i'm too old for You're but not. i'm just not i'm not in that but yeah thing i, I, I haven't i've been curious mm-hmm but yeah. So, okay. So it's different. DMT is different than ayahuasca. Yeah. And now I, I've never just done DMT by itself <clears throat> either, but this is just from my, my research and talking to people in my life who have, um, but it's, it's not the same. It really matters that it's coming from the plant. Like it really matters because it's You're ayahuasca not, isn't yeah. just DMT from a plant. It's, it's, it is DMT from a plant. And then like all these other um, compounds of this vine, you know, that grows there and the flowers too. Yeah. Um, and it's more to me, it's like the spirit of that plant enters mm. you and kind of takes over your body as like a vessel for that time. It's like, cause you know how, when you do, um, some psychedelics, it's like, it takes what's inside your mind and it just throws it on the wall for you to see and be like, Oh God, yeah. and you can't hide from any of it. Um, and so it's like, what's inside of you will just be magnified. Right. When you trip normally. Yeah. And but, some, and it, well, yeah, there's also like, you don't, it's hard to plan that Mm -hmm. because you might be feeling something and something comes out of left field. True. Something that you've been repressing and hiding from yourself. Right. right. But I was just going to say that ayahuasca is not like that at all. It's like, I truly do believe that it's like the spirit of the plant coming to enter you because it's not, (laughs) it's not, it's not the same. It's not you. It's yeah. It's a whole different journey. But anyway, so I'm going to. So you feel like it's truly opening up yourself to and receiving a communication that's pretty yes, cool 100 wow 100 and, and when you take when you take that medicine it does open you up it does open up these pathways in your brain that that connectedness that oneness that you feel it takes yeah. it to another level well 
level where you literally can communicate and be like vibrating the same as like a tree that you're next to. Like people literally can like communicate with different species that they wouldn't be able to um, subtly like that. Um, Yeah. I mean, I haven't, but like, I know like shamans I've talked to and whatnot. Yeah. Are you afraid that you're, that, that you'll, um, See, I always get afraid of of things like that where you, you you build it up and then it turns out to be something totally different than what you were expecting. Yeah, I have a lot of fear just in general in my life. Really? Yeah, um, but because I, I have participated in a ceremony once before, it's not like I know what to expect because it's always different. Um, but I'm trying not to put, put but it's too a much less on fearful. it. I'm trying to do it to move through my fear, honestly, because really? I've just been going through like a bitch of a time these past What's, six months. Okay. Um, do, you don't have to elaborate on, on it's that. A, if a you don't want to. It's a breakup. It's a breakup. Yeah. I, I was with my, my partner for seven years and then. Wow. Seven years is a long time. Holy shit. It's wow. a lifetime. It's been my whole young adult life. Um, wow. and that's been the most, is the most painful thing. And I've that ever happened had to six go months through. ago. Mm-hmm. Six, seven months ago. Wow. That's. Yeah, that's fresh. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah, it sucks. Um, but I, I'm just my honestly, my mental health is kind of like spiraling, spiraling down, down worse since then. So yeah. I want to try to do this medicine ceremony to just help me move through, you know, the the fear and the pain. So I don't have too much writing on it, but I know it will change my perspective. And I think mm-hmm. right now that's all I need is you, just a change of perspective. Do you, well, I was going to ask you: Do you think that in the terms of rejection? been so long since I've personally had to go through that for on an emotional level. I get it professionally and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but on an emotional level, like I said, I've been in a relationship for so damn long. Yeah. Like, like the, the, the idea of, 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 of coping with that is, you know, it's long, far removed for me. Um, so do you feel like your, your pain where you're at now in, in regards to that is from a rejection standpoint or from a, a longing or a missing of a connection, like like a part of you died? Like, what? Yeah, I do feel like a part of me died. Wow. Because I look back and I don't have any memories that are just mine. You know, they were with that other person as right. long as I can really but remember. But those are just yours too. True. That's what, you know, I've been trying to yeah. realize. <laughs> that's but. what people are telling you and you're like, yes. I know. I'm like, I, I Sounds hear nice you. Sounds words. I know intellectually that you're right, but I just am not there with it. So do you think this new uh, work that you've been putting out there, this intimate work that you've put out there with Kelly is, is kind of a uh, coping? Definitely. Definitely. It's helped me so much. It's so intimate, it, but yeah. it feels like you, you like from what I understand of Kelly, he's also a very free spirited guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like he rolls with he's the punches amazing. type of guy. Yeah. He's so supportive and amazing. Yeah. Uh, that is a huge coping mechanism. And I, I, I can call it a comp- coping mechanism because I'm I'm comfortable with that fact. Mm-hmm. I realized that that was a piece of the puzzle that was not, that was a piece of me that was not being expressed right. in the past. And a piece of me that was like really like bubbling up and yeah. boiling up that I, I wasn't being like supported in that way. So all of this wonderful music that you put out there was put with, while you were still in relationship <laughs> yes. with your, your, your ex. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. you, ha- you have a little bit of a problem with it in that aspect, I imagine, is that what I'm capturing? Like where you're saying now you want to get into a more punk-ish or different sound type of thing? You think, is is it because that stuff is still attached to the person you were? You know, that's interesting. Not really, because none of those songs were like, well, not most of them were not written about him necessarily. And 
that was so my own journey. Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> even with my whole musical journey, there was like some resistance there with right. my relationship. Like, really? Kind of like fear on his part of like, oh, you know, I'm afraid this is going to take you away from me. Um, wow. Yeah. And so. What a dick. No, uh, sorry. No, I, I'm joking. But, I'm he, joking. but it was, <laughs> I know it sounds that way, right? But um, he, he was sharing that in his like most vulnerable moments of being yeah. like, hey, I know it's I've been, I've it's been a little like, you know, off stand, like what a standoffish, but I just want to let you know, it is coming from this deep like place of fear and mm. I don't want to feel this way. I want to let you know that I feel this way. And so I was like, well, thank you. And well, that, okay. I take it back. <laughs> You're not a dick. <laughs> I apologize oh, that's so funny. for that reaction. But I get, I, always, I get how it sounds. Yeah, though. well, I always, I always, where I'm thinking is uh, it's very male traditional to not expect your female partner. Yes. If you're, if you're dating a female, if you're, if you're of that persuasion, um, you're, you don't expect them to change. No, you don't expect no, them to, to become different You don't expect them to people, grow and evolve right? and be their own independent person. And honestly, no, he wasn't a dick, but that did impact me and my wild like spirit that I have on the inside that we were talking about. That was like not flying for me. Um, I think it takes a a special kind of person to understand like that, that might be something that's taught to you is that, that male role of being um, the same and and being kind of stoic. This is who you are and and everyone knows who you are and and you expect everyone else to fall in line and be the same and and never grow. Uh, It was exhausting to have to constantly explain that, explain, try to explain, (laughs) explain and like never feeling quite understood. That really just kind of, uh, it was like the butterfly effect, you know, it yeah. seemed like small at first and then it just kind of like, I don't think men understand that they're, they're, I'm not going to say as much, but they are also victims of a patriarchal Definitely. society. Oh my God. They didn't get a choice in, in this stuff. And, and meanwhile, they're carrying these, these ideas of what's right and what's normal, mm-hmm. but they didn't, they, they were planted by flawed ph- philosophies in, yeah. in my opinion. That's why I like Kelly so much is because he is not that way. Yeah. He's a free thinker. He is like deeply in touch with his feminine side. And Do you feel like he's somebody that you have to just let go at times too? Like you can't, you can't, yeah. you can't box him in. No, not at all. I've definitely had to, because I can be like very controlling. Right. That's like a negative aspect of myself. I do not like, um, well, I've had to really work on letting that go with him. It's probably part of your, your Christian upbringing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because the the idea of monogamy is so hard to grapple with because there are animals that are monogamous. Mm-hmm. Most of them not. But mm-hmm. there are the ones that are, it's like, okay, so that does exist in nature. So what is our nature? Are we supposed to be this way? I don't know. <laughs> Take jacket off. <laughs> but, do you, but do you understand what I'm saying? Like you don't no. know if I it's know. supposed to be that way. And furthermore, for some people, I, I'm starting to realize it is. Like for me, I've always thought of it like I'm being respectful of the wishes of of my wife by li- living a monogamous life. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, what does that mean? And, and, and then at the same, you know, and I realized for her, definitely that's where her comfort level and, and her feeling of security comes from knowing that like this person is never going to leave you mm-hmm. and this person is not going to step out on you. But the thing that I have to grapple with is that 
while physically I don't do that, emotionally, I am always up in people's business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm having conversations like this with people, which might be considered an emotional connection with somebody. And I'm having it with complete strangers. Right. You know what I'm saying? Which is beautiful. I'm a, I'm a communication like freaking whore. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Guru. Guru. uh, Yeah. (laughs) This is the second podcast uh, in the last couple of weeks that I've used that word out of the normal context. <laughs> so funny. I love it. Well, I, <clears throat> I, I have a friend who hates that word. Yeah. And she gets really upset if I use it in front yeah. of her. And I under I try to respect her for it. So every yeah. time I say it, like, <laughs> You're like oh, her not- face <laughs> pops up in my head, like, don't say it, Joe. And I'm like, but what other word am I going to use? No. I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's like putting yourself out there yeah. without the care of like, you know. You're going to offense people no matter what you do yeah. also. So, so. so it's, it's definitely... Um, it's a, it's a hard thing to grapple with. It is. But, you know, I, maybe I should clarify. I wasn't referring to, like, letting Kelly go in that. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no. Kelly, you better not go sleep with I'm just kidding. No, no. <laughs> and I wasn't saying it that way. I was getting to the emotional part. I literally was trying to get to the yeah. emotional freedom, mm-hmm. which for some people is just as hard. It's just yeah. as difficult. I think it took a lot for yeah, my wife right. to, to cope with that, that I have a lot of friends that are, are women. Yeah. And, and um Maybe it's because I, I, I tend to be somewhat like into talking about things that maybe a lot of guys don't want to talk about. It's right. like not as comfortable. <laughs> a lot of guys don't want to talk about much. Well, th- yeah, but I, <laughs> I mean, I just had a guy here yesterday, uh, Chad Dyer, who... who um, oh, the photographer. Yes. Oh, who, nice. who organized that whole, whole art show. Yeah. Um, and, you know... You can have that conversation with him. Yeah. You know, you can get in deep with people like that. So there are they. We're, we're out there. Yeah, you know, it's just we hard. Here. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just, it's a lot. You know. Yeah, but it, that that it just, takes time. That's a t- subject I do like talking about. Is the whole, and I like seeing how other people feel about it too. The whole like non-monogamy thing. Um, I thought like because I've read like I, I read so much. Yeah. Um, one book I read was, oh, fuck, of course I can't remember what it was. Um, do you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast? I have, yeah. Okay. Anyways, he that he was on there. Anyways, just talking about how like maybe we aren't meant for this, blah blah blah. Like you were right. saying with all the other animals, and I really thought for a long time that that maybe monogamy wasn't for me because like something just wasn't like mm-hmm. you know something that I just couldn't something yeah. I just couldn't seem to like exist that way. Right. You um, felt like you needed to get out there. And I think there's an yeah. age, there's certainly an age for, and it's different for everybody, but there's usually a growing period where you- For sure. But I had yeah. lost all hope of any of idea of ever being able to fulfill that in my life. I thought, oh, well, I guess maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I need to explore other options. But now that I'm out of that and I'm- and now I'm actually expressing the side of myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this was like an easy shift. And now I see that like, I think monogamy really is for me. But for right. me, it, it comes down to like, who are you as a person? For me, I'm so deeply spiritual. Like I have to have that spiritual connection. Yeah. Like with sex with someone, like right. it has to be deeply spiritual oh, for me. See, for guys, I think in it, this is, this is, maybe this is another patriarchal thing, but, but for what I have kind of witnessed in myself, especially is you can separate it. Right. Uh, and, but when you do, it's, it's, it's not good. It's, yeah. it's purely like masturbatory when you when you separate it. It's 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 more of like, hey, I got to get rid of this mm-hmm. urge. <laughs> right. You know, I got to I got to quell this thing, mm-hmm. this beast before it, <laughs> I make a bad decision about something. <laughs> right. But whatever it is, it's 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 definitely 
not as good. Mm-hmm. And right. and if the other person is not um, emotionally engaged. We'll see emotionally engaged for sure. But I mean, even deeper, like spiritually. I mean, yeah, when I say you're, that you're word. Getting, you're getting like, really? You know? Well, yeah, because like I had such a problem with that patriarchal way that you're talking about yeah. right now of like, this is just like, you know, let's let's do this because I have an urge. Like, I got to get rid of this. And I started to just feel like I was just, you know, like a means to do that. And right. even though it was emotional and there was love for me, it was like there was, I need that. I need, I need, <laughs> I need to know that maybe you think the same way that I do so we can yeah. enter that same place. Wow. During this shared experience. Yeah. So. That's it. That's a tough one. Yeah, it that is, is a tough one because you have to have a nice long conversation. I know it's, yeah. it's rare to stumble upon. Um, yeah, somebody who's willing to go there with you. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds like Kelly is totally. Yeah. Well, yes. again, I, I I see that guy and I feel like yeah, he's he's just an open book. He's he's ready yeah, to he go. Is. That's awesome. Very I'm so glad you found that yeah. person. Well, come Especially on now. At this time it, of need. It's it's it, it, it's uh I am where I am at this moment. I don't know what the future holds. I'm not mm-hmm. saying I've like solved anything or like set myself on the right path. I just like, I'm just like here now and I'm just You're experiencing life. But I like where I am right in this moment. Yeah. I feel lucky That's, for the people I've met and for the things that I'm doing. That's so uh, uh, that makes me happy. Yeah. It makes my heart. <laughs> I hopefully, hopefully the people that love you the most in your family know that, know that you're happy. Cause it, yeah. at the end of the day, that's the most you can hope for, for your own children. Yeah. Like, like it, to know that your kid is happy, uh, even if you don't approve or mm-hmm. approve is a, a, a silly word, but even if you're scared of what they're doing, I'll give them that. I think that they yeah. at least know that I'm happy. And so that's why we can at least just not talk about it. You yeah. know? Yeah. So, that's so good. Yeah. I'm so happy. Thanks. I'm so happy yeah. I'm happy to have come on. So, well, yeah. I'm, and I'm, so you cut me off uh, uh, as far as a question that I always have difficulty asking people because mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's an unfair question, which was the, where do you see yourself going with this? But Right now, you're just <laughs> happy with being here. So I'm not going to yeah, ask that question. I have question. no vision of my future, yeah. which feels very chaotic and scary, but it's just like where I'm at right now. So yeah, well, this has been awesome. Let's, let's get some plugs out there. Yes. How do people, cause you have a couple okay. of Instagram accounts. You got right. Some- so, okay. Obviously uh, Baby Yaga music is on Spotify mm-hmm. and we have an Instagram Baby Yaga band is what it is. And that's also super fun to follow. We can only see our new music there and whatnot. But then I also have a personal Instagram um, from the priest's meadow and mm-hmm. I, I'll announce my women's circle there. Any like witchcraft stuff, um, just general like sex art, erotic art. Um, yeah. So awesome. I think that would be it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and before we go, I wanted to ask you about this because I, I was just curious. Sorry, um, when you played Femfest, you had. Oh yeah. You had, <laughs> Damn it! I almost got away with that. <laughs> okay, we we can cut this out. <laughs> no, too, it's okay. Because I have okay. a good ending point. It's okay. But this I, is I, did, great. I, I, I forgot. I didn't even talk about this one thing I was thinking about. I, I was almost like, got away with it. <laughs> but but you had Babe Pub as your backing band, basically. Yeah. Uh, Which is a dream come true. Okay, but. Was that because of a, a uh, just a coincidence, like the, pers- the people in your band couldn't play for whatever reason, or is there a problem? 
Um, I'm finding new bandmates right now. Okay. Um, I was curious and I didn't, yeah. And I don't have to stay, leave that in there. No, it's okay. okay. They, we've, they know we all know we've talked about it. Um, and everything like there's no bad blood. Like, so the drummer is still staying the same no. or is that a different drummer? Oh, so that his name is Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is, yeah, my new drummer. Um, okay. he's super talented. Um, but I, God, I wish I still had the the uh, the chops or the time because I'd try out for Baby Yaga. <laughs> my sure friends, you do. my friends know I'm a fan. I'm like, dude, this band is the shit. Like, you have Aww. to listen to this EP. Oh my God, thank you. And I, I suggest it out to people because I'm like, uh, you know, I love the Charleston music scene going on here. Yeah. But I grew up what I grew up playing, and and I d- definitely have moved on in my life in all different directions. But but when I hear what you're doing. Like, it's just like, oh, that's, that's where I, I was there. I, uh, I know what <laughs> you're doing there. I love this. This sounds like exactly like everything I've loved wow. from that time period. That and is... the new stuff that's come out from people who were influenced by that time period. Yeah. So you're one of those. I put you in the in the same category as the Beths. I put you in the same category as Diet Sig or any oh. of that stuff. Because I've when I see, I've seen all the, well, I haven't seen the Beths live because I just, you know, it's next to impossible. You'd add, yeah. But um, but I've seen Diet Sig. I've seen Bully multiple times. I've seen all of these bands that I love, and and yeah, I get the same vibe. I'm like, oh, that means they're... so much to me. You have no idea. Yeah, it's it's it makes me so happy. So that to hear, I that. appreciate. I feel like I'm doing all of this on accident, just blindly, like <laughs> in keep, the dark, following my intuition. So we'll keep stumbling. It means a lot. Thank you. Awesome. You never held me nine. Don't forget to subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And also, you can check out more at jwnpod.com or follow me on Instagram at joelatex. That's at J-O-E-L, the number 8X. Have a great day. Peace!